This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Winter, 1999. One minute, Lala joins a flock of geese, skating across the lake as they fly overhead, and the next, squeak, crack, she plunges into darkness. Her snowsuit inhales icy water and clings to her, weighing her down and threatening to pull her under. Though she tries to tread water, her skates are too heavy. She opens her mouth to scream, and the lake rushes down her throat. Just when she thinks she'll drown, she sees her mother. Mama, she gurgles. But the woman who calls herself mother turns and skates away. Frigid black water tugs at Lala's ankles pours concrete into her muscles. She goes under. Still and cold, it's the loneliest place she's ever been. Too dark to see anything that might thrive there. Perfectly silent until the sharp bark of a dog cuts through the water, summoning her back. Maybe help has arrived. Remembering swim lessons her father gave her, Lala gathers her strength and frog kicks to the surface. Ten feet away, a black dog awaits her. She swims toward him, reaching the edge of the hole in the ice. Hands on the white mass, she pushes as hard as she can, but can't raise herself. She frog kicks again, desperate to stay above water. The dog howls. Urged on by the animal, and no longer alone, she presses her arms against the surface of the ice, but lacks the strength to lift herself out. Exhausted, the cold stiffening her muscles, she waits to sink again. But this time, she doesn't go under. The arms of her jacket have frozen to the ice. That's all she remembers. Later, she learns, a man and woman arrived to skate. They found the dog keeping watch, Lala unconscious, attached to the ice. On her cell phone, the woman called emergency services, who rescued Lala. The dog bounded into the woods before anyone could reward him. No one knew whose dog he was or where he had come from. It wasn't until Lala was being loaded into an ambulance that her mother returned. She had gone to get help, she said. From under warm covers the next morning, Lala hears a dove coo-coo to its mate. The bird's heart thrums with excitement. When her own pulse takes up the beat, Lala doesn't know what to make of it. Fall, 2015. In exam room four, Lala rubs the silky muzzle of a Labrador retriever named Duck. A woman who looks to be in her 30s pales as she points out a lump on the Labrador's side. But focusing on the dog, Lala barely notices the owner's anxiety. She takes a history and performs an exam. Soft and movable, the growth is probably a harmless lipoma. What do you think, the woman says? Lala knows better than to offer a diagnosis before the resident has seen the patient. I'll get the doctor. With a 22-gauge hypodermic needle, Dr. Munn extracts cells from the lump. Though nowhere near the tip, Lala feels the prick as it goes in. The doctor shows her the cells under a microscope, then gives the owner the good news. It's a benign fatty tumor, just as Lala suspected. Pleased to give the dog a reprieve, Lala remembers why she loves her work even the general practice rotation, which others find dull. 
Her exhaustion from working twelve-hour days fades. Color returned to the woman's face. I don't know how to thank you both, she says. We're glad to help, Dr. Munn says. When Lala is silent, the doctor clears her throat. She turns to Lala expectantly. Glad to help, Lala parrots, already thinking about her next patient. An hour later, Lala prepares to place an IV in a border collie's cephalic vein. The dog must have eaten peanut butter biscuits in the waiting room. They make Lala's tongue feel sticky and thick. She shaves a spot on the dog's front leg and scrubs the site with alcohol and chlorhexidine before inserting the needle. She can hardly believe in less than a year she'll be graduating and seeing patients of her own. When the phone in her pocket goes off, it isn't the ringtone for her fiancé, Clem, Doctor, Doctor, Give Me the News, or her father, Zeb, Run, Daddy, Run, so she puts it out of her mind. Treating a nervous, aging poodle, Lala scratches above the dog's heart and feels a pleasurable ache in her own chest. You're a champ, Gordy, she says, after drawing his blood, but the dog doesn't look at her or otherwise seem to hear. She walks the poodle to the waiting room, where a man in a navy suit reaches for the leash. He never greets me at the door anymore, he says, his voice quavering. He's not a butler, Lala mutters. Excuse me, the man says. It could be his hearing. He is an older dog, Lala says. In the break room, a tofu and avocado sandwich in one hand, Lala finally taps the phone message. Hearing John O'Bannon's voice, she stops chewing. O'Bannon is an attorney who represented Zev and Lala in a burglary case when she was a teenager. Sorry to tell you this, he says. Your dad has been arrested.